1: and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. This week's episode is proudly sponsored by Haka. Haka is a New Zealand family-owned baby brand that provides parents with safe, natural and non-toxic, eco-friendly baby products. The brand is 100% committed to creating stylish, practical and sustainable products that are safe for families. And one of their most loved products is the Haka Pump. This is used by mums all over the world and these pumps require no electricity, no cords and make no noise. They fit into your handbag and they're toxic free made with food grade silicon. The pump attaches purely with suction and can be used as a manual pump or simply to catch your let down while you're feeding baby on the other breast, saving every drop of liquid gold. Thanks so much Harker for coming on board and sponsoring this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate your support and I would really love for you guys to go and check them out on Instagram or on their website, which I will attach in the show notes. In today's episode of the podcast, I speak with Caitlin. And Caitlin takes us through her journey as a young mum. So Caitlin was 18 when she fell pregnant. She experienced an initial miscarriage and had an endometriosis diagnosis which she then had surgery for. Shortly after that she fell pregnant again so she takes us through that pregnancy journey, how she got into hypnobirthing and how she was able to use hypnobirthing during her birth. She also talks us through her journey with breastfeeding and how her experience as a young mum has been. She's got some great advice in there at the end for any young mums out there, and I hope that you love the episode as much as I do. Thanks so much, Caitlin, for sharing your story with us, and let's jump into it. Hi, Caitlin. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today.
0: No, you're welcome. Thank you.
1: No worries. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and who's in your family?
0: Yes. So, um, I have a little four and a half month old son called Rihari and my family, uh, well, my mum stays here in Auckland. I'm just staying with her during lockdown at the moment. Um, and Rihari's dad currently lives in Otorohanga. So in the Waikato. Um, so yeah, we're hoping that he can see him sometime
1: soon. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And what was the journey like to pregnancy for you guys?
0: Yeah, so it definitely was not planned. Um, I was only 18 years old at the time. So I um, did find out that I I had a miscarriage early last year. I think it was about January. Yeah. Um, and then I found out that I actually had endometriosis not long after. So um, I did get a laparoscopy and then they removed it and then literally not long after maybe give it a month I fell pregnant again <laughs> um yeah so it was crazy and it was definitely not expected I guess I thought I was a little bit maybe bulletproof <laughs> yeah. um and then surprisingly not and now we have a healthy baby boy yeah
1: yeah and how did you find out that you were pregnant did you have sort of some symptoms or you missed a period what was that like
0: so yeah I did have symptoms I remember that at the time I had a casual job um, and I was selling a lot of fragrance so I noticed that I was a big fragrance girl at the time and every single fragrance that I could smell I could literally smell everything Mm -hmm. and I knew from then that I was like I just knew I had taken a test um was negative but I sort of already knew I just had to wait you know for um, for it to appear on the pregnancy test. So I (laughs) actually found out, um, in a mall in the public (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and yep, surprisingly not, it was a positive. Um, so yeah, that was, that was very, um, wasn't a surprise at all. I did, did definitely know that something was up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And how were you sort of feeling in those first few weeks of pregnancy and into your first trimester?
0: It was difficult, it was difficult because um, me being young, you know, and my partner and I actually had had a little break um, and we weren't together at the time, so yeah. it was a shock uh, for both his family and mine as well as ourselves, you know, um, it was time for us to sort of grow up, bit of a wake-up call um, and I was feeling very sick, I did have morning sickness all the way up until about 14 weeks from what I remember.
1: Yeah. And how did your pregnancy sort of progress from there? Did you have many other symptoms throughout your trimesters and did you do the standard testing and stuff like that that's offered in New Zealand?
0: Yes, So I did do all the, um, the regular blood tests um, and ultrasounds and all that good stuff. But um, I didn't really, no, I didn't, I had a really good pregnancy actually. I kept active. Um, I was actually feeling great from about 14 to 16 weeks onwards. Yeah. So I had a, a divine pregnancy I think probably just the biggest was um I did end up getting a job in retail um so I guess that kept me active which was really good
1: yeah awesome and did you find out the sex of the baby while you were pregnant
0: yes so we did find out (laughs) at 20 weeks um yeah I was hoping for a girl but of course you know you don't mind blessed either way so found out that we're having a healthy baby boy which was such a relief you know because especially after miscarrying it was a worry and I don't think yeah. um during pregnancy I don't think you ever stopped worrying hey yeah.
1: yeah yeah for sure awesome and did you do any antenatal classes or any sort of birth education before you went into labor
0: so um I didn't do any classes at all actually um I just because I I do have younger siblings so I felt Pretty confident but um I did read up on hypnobirthing so I read the Marie Mongan book if that's how you pronounce her name um and it was amazing I I'm not much of a reader um let's be honest but I I demolished that book pretty quickly although I did not practice um the technique throughout my whole pregnancy at all (laughs) um but when the time came I somehow just remembered and I went straight to what I felt like worked for me, which was definitely the breathing, the breathing practice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And do you want to take us through how your labor started? Was it spontaneous and how far along were you?
0: Yeah, sure. So um, I was 40 weeks, two days um, from what I remember. And I, he was due on the 20th of December and um, he arrived earth side of the 22nd. So, I mean, I I was very impatient. I think, I wish I did embrace it a bit more. Um, 37 weeks onwards, I was like constantly looking at, you know, the date, um, everything that was happening. I was very wary. Um, You know, just all those little false labor signs. I was very on edge. But my dad um, does do dairy farming in the South Island. So he took um, some time off. I think it was from the 18th of December onwards, he came up. Um, to Talbotu, where we were staying at the time, and um, we were at the park actually with my little siblings. And I woke up in the morning, and I just knew I knew that today was the day. And I rang everyone, and I said, "Yep, yeah, he's coming today. I just know." Because well I was getting contractions, but they were just regular, even when I was standing. So we were at the park, and they were getting much more intense. And I was remain- trying to remain very calm. I did ring my midwife and she said, "Hey, um, I'm just at a C six, so <laughs> <laughs> um, just try hanging in there." And I was like, "Okay, cool, that's all good." I was pretty calm, and I went home, and yeah, basically started um, just resting in the bath, and it went onwards from there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and do you want to take us through sort of into the rest of your labour and then into your birth story?
0: Yes, yeah, sure. So um, I was actually three centimetres dilated from about 37 weeks onwards, but no labour. So I guess that also pushed me to being a bit um, impatient. So I yeah. I um, went home after the park and I, lay, I went to Subway actually first because I wanted to eat. And mm-hmm. then I went home, ran the bath and I just um, put some headphones on and listened to hypnobirthing music, which was really, really helpful it just helped a lot with my mindset, you know, and just trying to remain calm, breathing through my contractions. Um, and as they say in hypnobirthing language, I guess, is just breathing your baby down and trying to visualize yeah. your baby moving, moving down the birth canal. So um, yeah, labored in the bath for three hours and then my just timing my contractions. Uh, they came to about a minute apart um, I really don't precisely remember the times, <laughs> but we hopped in the car, went to the birthing unit and my midwife had actually flooded the room. She left the bathtub on. So, <laughs> so we got there and had to actually wait in the waiting room, which was very, um, intense, you know? So yeah. she checked me in a way once, we, once we got in another room and I was only four centimeters dilated. And that was very frustrating for me because I felt like my contractions were already about two minutes apart at the time. So what she did was um, she just made me have a walk around the car park and then that really intensified the the contractions to about a minute apart, I'd say. Um, She didn't check me again. And so what she said was, hey, I think I might just send you home. And I said, no, like I don't want to go back home because our home is about half an hour away. Yeah. So then, um, I said no, it's okay. Um, I'll just go to the hospital, to the Waikato Hospital in Hamilton. Uh, I was very calm, actually. I was very, very proud of how I um collected myself. Obviously, everyone has different experiences, but personally, I feel like I had a very positive, positive experience. I was very quiet, focused, um. Got to the hospital, and I said, um, I want an epidural. And they were like, are you sure? Are you sure you want an epidural? Because you seem like you're fine. I said, no, I want an epidural. And so the doctor checked me, checked how many centimeters dilated I was, and I was already eight centimeters dilated, which was a big relief, I think. And I didn't I actually didn't plan to have my waters broken at all because I had heard it does sort of intensify intensify the contractions um but at that point I was just like yep okay let's do it so broke my waters and then um yep got very intense that's when I started being a little bit more vocal um (laughs) and then just really focusing on my breathing and trying to trying to exclude everything else that was happening around me and then just yeah breathing my baby down and then yeah, all of a sudden I, I felt like <laughs> I was saying, oh, I need to go to the toilet. And they were like, no, I, yeah. think, I think he's coming. And I was like, no, I need to poo. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, okay, okay, yeah, I think you're ready to push. And I was like, yes, yeah. So I think I was in about active labor for about five and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, and I was pushing him out for about good a good 25 minutes, I think, about that. So... It was it was a very quick quick birth. Um and yeah, there's nothing like that moment when they when they come out.
1: <laughs> yeah, amazing. And were you in the pool or on the bed when you had him? What birthing position did you end up in?
0: Yeah, so my plan was actually to go with um in the bath in the pool. Yeah. Obviously at the birthing unit, but they they actually told me that they only really accept people who are like about to about to give birth. So I had, I I want to go to the hospital because I did not want to go home. So I ended yeah. up giving birth on the bed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And they obviously popped baby up onto your chest for skin to skin when he was born.
0: Yes. Yes. So they did. Um, They popped him up on my, for skin to skin and I gave him his first, um, his first good, good feed. Um, And he relaxed really well, actually, which was, which was really cool.
1: Yeah, awesome. And did you have any tearing or anything like that from your birth?
0: Yes. So, um, I did I did listen to my midwife. She was really amazing. She was awesome but I, I did listen to her when, you know, when um he was crowning, you know, when to breathe and to just stop yeah. pushing and but no, that didn't didn't prevent anything. So I was very <laughs> close to a third degree tear, which I was very nervous about because um you know I think that's the last thing you sort of want is is to be getting stitched up just after giving birth so um they said I oh, will just check um and have a look and they had a look and I you know lucky enough I did just have the gas and they just stitched me up then and there rather than taking me into theatre yeah
1: yeah yeah awesome and how long did you end up spending in the hospital
0: so I think I gave birth to him about I think it was about eight o'clock and we left at about maybe one or two a.m. Um yeah. obviously just with the whole stitching and then I had to have a have a shower and then have a little bit of something to eat and just sort sun out. So stayed there and then we ended up going to the birthing unit at two or three in the morning. Um and they were wonderful, wonderful help at the Taomuru birthing birthing centre. Um, I did have to sort of be wheeled around in a wheelchair for that first night because it was very painful
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and how long did you stay in the birth center for
0: so we got there early tw- of the 20th uh, early morning of the 23rd we came out on Christmas day so um, mm-hmm. we went home and everyone was out celebrating Christmas which was fine because I think especially that second and third day it's very crucial to make sure that you are sleeping because you're very very exhausted by then
1: yeah yeah and how did you find life once you got home and sort of adjusting to having this newborn baby and yeah obviously a massive life change for you so how did you find that initially
0: yeah so I mean um it's definitely not easy hey I don't think anyone ever really really prepares you for it I don't think you can (laughs) so um you know constantly feeling like a zombie twenty-four-seven. um (laughs) but totally worth it and you know I I I enjoy being a mum so I mean it was fine adjusting you know their first I'd say their first two months are very hard um different sleep cycles every night no such thing as a routine but but we got there and it's totally worth it yeah
1: yeah, awesome. And how did you find breastfeeding? Have you sort of kept going with that or what was the situation there?
0: Yeah, so um, I did I did breastfeed him um, until we came home from the birthing unit on Christmas Day. Um, but I was, you know how it takes a while for your milk to come in. So yeah. by then I was very emotion, um, emotionally exhausted, physically exhausted, um just him up all night feeding and I just felt very overwhelmed so I did start topping him up with formula um and I do wish that I just hang in there and just carried on with my breastfeeding journey but I actually just yeah gradually ended up popping him on on um dairy formula here
1: yeah and I think it's really easy to say in hindsight that you wish you kept going so yeah don't beat yourself up about that at all but yeah I can, no I can no yeah I've that.
0: definitely <laughs> learned you know We do, I think we do um, maybe mourn a little bit for it um, because I do have a few friends who now have babies and breastfeed, which I'm proud of them because it's not easy those first few weeks at all.
1: Yeah, for sure. And how did you find Mm. your physical recovery from birth? Obviously you you needed stitches and just giving birth is a sort of huge thing on your body. So how did you find you recovered physically?
0: Yeah, so it was was, – it was a lot so um you know just having a newborn baby having to care and and love on them as well as you know having to think about yourself but um I think I ate really well and mentally I think I was pretty okay I think just more physically it was very sore it did take I'd say maybe a good two weeks for me to even be able to walk properly um my partner yeah at the time was always having to Help me in and out of bed, help me off the toilet, um, shower. It was, it was not nice. Um, so yeah. it definitely did. I feel like if I, if I hadn't have gotten stitches and I didn't tear, it would have been much easier. But, um, you know, you sort of forget now, sort of forget yeah. what it, what it felt like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think you, you, your brain sort of must block it out because otherwise you probably wouldn't be able to do it again, right?
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. And at the time you say, oh, I'm never doing that again. But yeah. now I'm like, actually, I think, <laughs> give me five yeah. years and I and I would love to do it all over again. <laughs>
1: Yeah, awesome. And sort of, I think a lot of people will be interested in your story from a, I guess, young mum perspective. So, mm-hmm. how have you found, mm-hmm. um, I guess, the adjustment in your social life? And did you find yeah. that you had some friends that you sort of maybe changed because you became a mum, and they couldn't understand that, or what was that like mm-hmm. for you?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I've always been quite like a uh, independent person, and I've always sort of been yeah. the motherly figure out of my group friends. Um, you know, always looking after them. So um, I think in that role, in that sense, not really, but um, definitely I think people's true colours definitely come out. Um, and and you do lose contact with a lot of people. Um, I guess just in that sense that they don't really understand that there is a change in priorities now. And yeah. Um, I've definitely stuck to that you know my son is my number one no matter what so yeah um friendships yeah a lot have changed um still love each of each and every one of them but you know it's not the same of course yeah um social life I mean I wasn't really uh, a social butterfly I mean would have the odd drink now and then but it doesn't really get to me um, yeah I mean being a young mum it definitely puts a strain on your relationship I think just being young I think I'm I'm very mature that's what I believe anyway um (laughs) and I think with my partner you know it's it it took him a while to sort of sort of um I guess get his priorities in line yeah Yeah. Mm.
1: yeah I think that's probably pretty common for um for your situation. So yeah, it sounds like you've done it amazingly. And if you could give any advice or sort of words of wisdom to other um eighteen year olds who might be out there in a similar situation to you, is there anything that you would say has helped you or yeah, just any tips that you could give them?
0: Yeah. So um I think a big one is just remember that your your happiness matters and that your health yeah. and well being really, really does matter. Um I think you can sort of get lost in in thinking so much about your, um, you know, your partner's happiness, or you know, just so caught up in being a mother that you sometimes do forget about yourself. So I think, yeah, myself being a young individual is just as a mother you learn how to stand your ground. You do, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and your maternal instincts definitely kick in. So I'd just say. To, yeah, any young mothers out there, um, just be strong and definitely, definitely utilize your support. Um, yeah, you know, my mum is like my best friend, and um, she has helped me so much. She's my right hand, my go-to, <laughs> um, and just yeah, very blessed. Utilize your support system and just be strong. That's that's yeah. the biggest. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Caitlin, for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. I think it's so lovely to hear about your really positive birth experience. And yeah, it sounds like you're doing amazingly. So thank you.
0: No, oh, thank you. Really, really appreciate this opportunity. I was really looking forward to it. Um, and, you know, like I said, not everyone has um, similar similar experiences, but I just I do wish that everyone everyone could give hypnobirthing a good go because i really believe that um what i had read up on really did help me through my through my labor yeah
1: yeah awesome cool thank you Caitlin. another massive thank you to haka for sponsoring this episode of the podcast i really appreciate you guys coming on board and giving me your support i would love for you all to go and show them some support over on their socials or on their website which I will attach both in the show notes. Thank you, Caitlin, for sharing your story with us this week. I really appreciate it. And I would love to hear your feedback. If you've just had a listen, feel free to send me an email, kiwibirhtales at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at kiwibirhtales.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.